0: Hello and welcome to the next in my series of studies in John's Gospel. We're chuntering through the Gospel and we're chuntering through chapter 10 and looking at how we listen to God, uh, a number of studies that are linked into the idea of the sheep following the shepherd. And one of the ideas about hearing God is learning to recognize what isn't God, learning to recognize those other voices. There are all kinds of messages that we've heard and that we remember that influence us. It may be things that were spoken over us as children or things that we particularly remember from films or TV programs. There may be song lyrics that go around us like little earworms. It may be stuff that we see on social media. It may be things that folks say to us today. It may be things said by good and well-intentioned people. But for one reason or another, the enemy has taken it and used it and distorted it. So how do we know what are the voices, the messages, the ideas not to listen to? Well, we've been working our way, as I said, through John 10, and we pick it up at verse three. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, that's the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And we looked at all of this in previous sessions, so you can find that on our podcasts or on our YouTube channel or on our website. And uh, we talked about how God wants to lead us out. And when he's brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow them because they know his voice. And we've talked about what it means to know his voice. I'm gonna pick it up then at verse five. They will never follow a stranger. Uh, In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now that's a challenge to us because do we run away from ideas, from concepts, from voices and are unhelpful. Jesus used this figure of speech, this is verse 6, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, and John's telling us again, this is repetition, so the message is important. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. So there are different voices, thieves, robbers, people who've come before Jesus, people who try to influence. And Jesus continues, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. So what does it mean to be saved? I'm going to look at that briefly in a moment or two. And then I'm going to look at the second sort of longer question, which is what are the voices that we're not to listen to in order to be saved? So he says that we need to follow and go through Jesus to be saved. So what is being saved? Well, I want to suggest that it's being saved from a number of things, but principally being saved from a lack of shalom, from a lack of well-being, from a lack of peace. And I want to suggest that might take on five particular characteristics that Jesus, it's clear in the way he talks about salvation, the way he talks about being saved, is firstly he's talking about being saved from destruction, from perishing when we die, from not inheriting eternal life. He wants to save us from this life being all there is. And linked into that is he wants to save us from the judgment, from experiencing God's righteous and right anger against all the stuff that's rubbish in the world. Now there are lots of things that confuse people about God's anger and sometimes people imagine that it's not possible to be angry and to love at the same time. But we know if you've ever cared for a pet that messes on the carpet or if you've ever looked after a child that does something naughty that's we can be feel a right anger when they do something wrong, but that doesn't rob us of our love for them. Indeed, if we love someone, we can be particularly emotionally engaged when they do something damaging or hurtful. God loves our world, and because he loves our world, he is angry at the injustice and the suffering and the hurt and the damage that all of us cause to one another. He loves us, and yet he's disappointed and angry at some of the things we do. And that means there will be a time of judgment when he deals with all that people have done wrong unless we found salvation from it. The third thing that he wants to save us from is the sense of shame and guilt and low self-esteem and the sense of rubbish that we feel. And you may say, well, how can we know that God is angry and be free from shame? Well, that's what he wants to save us from. That's the remarkable story of the good news of Jesus, of how he sets us free. Fourthly, he wants to save us, I believe, from regret, from living with hurts and damage that, uh, from the past that uh, uh, enslaves us in the present. And lastly, I believe he wants to set us free from meaninglessness, from a sense of not having a purpose, not knowing what life is about, not achieving anything with our breath, with our day-to-day living. So what are the voices that we need to not listen to in order to be saved? Now, he says these voices are the voices of thieves and robbers. So they are voices that are stealing. So what are they stealing Well, they are stealing the words of salvation. They are stopping us being safe from from the destruction that comes to those who haven't found Jesus. And these voices steal that. The voices steal us of an awareness of God's love. The voices steal us of an awareness and a sense of peace, a deep and inner contentment and tranquility. The voices steal us from freedom, of being able to be all that God intended us to be and wants us to be. And the voices steal us from fulfillment, from making our lives uh, all that God intended them to be. So I wanna suggest uh, 10, I think there are 10 voices that are common that we might want to hear, recognize, and avoid. Run away from those voices. I don't necessarily mean run away from the people who might be expressing them. I mean don't let those voices stick to us. And they kind of link in to what we've just said. So, two uh, voices for each of the pairs of of words that we've just looked at. So, when we look at the voice that's trying to steal uh, our salvation from us, steal us understanding and being set free from God's destruction, two voices for us. The first voice is the one that says, Do what you want, it's your life, it's your choices. And we hear that voice. Our culture has put that on us all the time. It's my life. I can do what I want. Who is to tell me how to live my life? Who has any right to impose something on me? And that's deeply ingrained in our culture. And for many of us, it's our instinctive feeling. And that's not the voice of the shepherd. Because the voice of the shepherd is saying, I have made you and created you. You belong to me and when you follow me, I will give you all the life that you really need. Whereas when you do what you think you want, you are like that sheep that wanders uh, into the, the, the uh, thorns, that wanders into the pit and gets lost and trapped, that falls under a, a car or goes, um, is, is eaten by the foxes. In order to be truly free, we follow the shepherd. When we just do what we want, we're so foolish, we're so inadequate that we mess up and we end up outside of God's purposes. And he says, I can't have this in heaven. And we're destroyed. The second voice of our culture that we need to not listen to, but recognize that it's there and say, that's not a voice I'm going to follow. is the voice that says, this life is all there is. Live for now, build your barns now, have as much as you want now. And when we uh, live that way, we rob ourselves of all that God intends for the future in our lives. This life is not all there is. And so we need to be preparing and looking forward to eternal life with Jesus. Otherwise, judgment becomes a real shock and a real disaster Let's not be fooled into thinking this life is all there is. And then if we take the second pair of ideas, the idea of being set free from God's anger and rather having an awareness of his love, one of the voices that robs us of that. Is the voice that says it's somebody else's fault, the, the voice of blame, the voice of anger towards others, whatever is wrong in our society, whatever is wrong in our lives, it's somebody else. There may be that that's a voice of discrimination, that it's those people, those people who are different to us, of a different race or culture or gender or religion or hair color or, or live in a different place or have a different accent. Or it may not be the voice of discrimination. It may be the voice of specific blame. Oh, it's my parents. It's my friends that made me do this. It's other people that made me do this. And whenever we live our life not taking responsibility for the things we've done wrong and not bringing them to God and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, we are robbed of the awareness of his forgiveness because we don't ask for it because we're angry with everybody else. And to be f- able to follow the shepherd, we have to stop listening to the voice that's making us look at other people. We look only at ourselves and our faults, and we honestly bring them to him in confession, and he sets us free. And the fourth voice to listen, not to listen to, is the voice that says, You're rubbish. And this is a particular voice uh, of the evil one that says, God doesn't love you. He's just angry with you. You're useless. You're a failure. You cannot ever be what God wants you to be. And that's a lie. We are worth the death of Jesus. We are worth the love that he's invested in us. We are precious to him. He has come uh, to die for us. He uh, is, is invested in He created us. We belong to him. We are not rubbish. We are of immeasurable value. We are worth the precious blood of Jesus. And the next voice is one that says, you can't do anything worthwhile. And it's uh, attacking us of a freedom from shame and trying to rob us of peace. voice that says, you've got no gifts. You've got no skills. You'll never be able to do anything. You'll never be able to be used by God. And it's a lie. Because the voice of the shepherd is, I want to put my spirit in you. I want to fill you with my gifts, my resources, my fruit. I want to transform you. And so the next voice to avoid is the voice that says, you can't change and you're stuck and you're a failure and you're useless. And these are the voices that may have been spoken over us, maybe in the playground, maybe by teachers, maybe by family members and we feel trapped and enslaved, but it's not the voice of the shepherd, it's the voice of the robber who is robbing us of peace, robbing us of freedom, holding us down in that place of regret. We can change by the filling of his Holy Spirit, by the transforming power of Jesus in our lives, we can change bit by bit, day by day year by year, being transformed every day more into his likeness. The next voice to recognize, to sense, yes, that's taken an impact in me, is the voice that says, look at what others are doing. Compare yourself. See what they're doing on social media. See how they perform uh, around me. And to feel inadequate and to feel envious or to feel uh, anger And to take our eyes off Jesus and just to look at others. And to feel if only we had their gifts or their riches or their wealth or their opportunities or their family or their health, we would be happy. And it's a voice that robs us of freedom. It's a voice that enslaves us in regret. It's a voice that is not from God. It's not from the shepherd. The shepherd says, look only at me. Do not compare yourself to anybody else. Do not want what others have. Be who I have made you to be. The next voice is the voice that says conform. Fit in. Be the same. Don't be laughed at. Don't be ridiculed. Don't make a stand on anything. And this is the voice of the evil one. And the final voice is, sorry, the second from final voice is the voice that says take the easy way. Don't do something that's costly. Don't do something that may cost you financially, that may be unpopular, that may be difficult, that may be concerning. Whereas the voice of the shepherd is to follow follow him out of the pen. We looked at this in recent weeks, that the shepherd wants to take us out of the place of safety into the joy and the freedom of the uh, fields. The pen is safe, but we wither in it because there's no freedom. And the easy way may be safe, but we wither. And the shepherd, Jesus, wants to take us out. And uh, the last voice is get as much as you can now. Build your world for you. Stuff will make you happy. Money will make you happy. A new phone, a new car, a new extension, a new carpet, a new holiday. A new house will make us happy. And it robs us of the fulfillment that the shepherd wants to bring when we give our life to him in simplicity and living only with what we need to serve him. The shepherd wants to save us from destruction, from experiencing and knowing God's anger, from shame, regret, and meaninglessness. And there are voices that steal these words of salvation, that steal this awareness of God's love, that steals this peace, that steals this freedom, that steals this fulfillment. And are we able to recognize them and say, no, that's not the word of God in my life. That's the word of humanity or it's the word of the evil one. And I'm going to run from it. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to have nothing of it in me. So two questions to reflect on as we conclude. What does God want to save us from? Where is it that we feel we need his salvation and we say to the shepherd, Lord, set me free? It may be destruction. It may be God's anger. It may be shame. It may be regret. It may be a sense of emptiness and pointlessness and meaninglessness. What does God want to save us from? And lastly, in order to receive that freedom, that salvation, what voices do we need to stop listening to? The voices of blame, the voices of self-centeredness, the voices of anger, the voices of this life being all there is, the voices of fear, the voices of recrimination, the voices of uh, accusation. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you've come to, to seek and to save the lost, that your desire is to bring salvation. And Lord, we pray that we would be able to be set free from the things that you want to save us from. And where we hear voices that take us in the wrong direction, that stop us sensing your love, that stop us knowing your peace, that stop us knowing your freedom, that stop us finding fulfillment lord help us to recognize those recognize those voices help us to reject them help us to be free by your holy spirit now fill us cleanse us and restore us for we ask it in jesus name amen